0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: So critical updates on what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Also, please, there's propaganda coming from everywhere. I can't say this enough. I'm going to prove it to you today that some of the people on television have more of an anti-Trump agenda than an anti-Russia agenda. I'm going to prove it to you. I'll show you the evidence right here. Update on the truckers. Update on an ivermectin study update on COVID and a smoking gun video. This is probably the most loaded Monday show we've done in a long time. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show on this Monday. It's been a busy weekend. We had a live show Saturday night. The numbers were terrific on Fox. Thank you very much. So as I said, let's get right to it. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. It's HenryUSA.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's HenryUSA.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. survival Rifle. All right, Joseph, let's go, buddy. No binders, no fillers.
2: Here we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's really, no, seriously, they sent me a sample months ago. My wife's like, this can't be real. So critical updates on the uh, Ukraine conflict. Uh, I'll give you bad news up front. Um, no, be, you know what? We'll do good news up front. Bad news up front. Uh, bad news in the end. Just get to spit it out, Dan. It's got a lot to get to. First story <laughs> uh, in Express, 30 Russian helicopters, according to reports, uh, apparently, quote, were blown to smithereens overnight in a direct Ukraine action raid. It may have been a special forces mission. Folks, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm we're giving it the proper time here, but I encourage you all to take this all with a grain of salt. It's not meant to downplay the heroism of Uh, people who are fighting back for their own right to self-determination in Ukraine or their military. It's just be careful about the numbers. Now, here's a video that's been uh, filtering around online. It's not a lot of sound. Uh, I kept it short for you audio listeners only. If you want to watch it, go to rumble um, of this attack where they apparently again, a court, I ask you to take it all with a grain of salt right now. Apparently 30 Russian helicopters may have been destroyed in Kursan uh, where the Russians uh, took over this airfield. Check this out. So, that's supposed to be a video from a distance of the explosions at this airfield. We'll see. I want to keep you apprised of what's been reported. Here's another article from Express. Again, this is kind of some good news. I, I, I support wholeheartedly the Ukrainians' right to self determination here. Um, Express, again, the Russian whistleblower is now apparently warning Vladimir Putin that, that the invasion there will be a total failure. Everybody, deep breath on this one. But if this is true and that someone from the FSB. The Kremlin intelligence operation uh, came out and it leaked this stuff. They're talking about how the whistleblowers claim that the Russian death toll here could exceed 10 could exceed 10,000, may have exceeded 10,000 already. I don't know about that. That's a huge number. But keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, um, that is an enormous number of casualties and killed. Not the same thing, obviously. Um, In the early days of this is only what, 13 days old we'll see how accurate that is now more good news i discussed this on the fox show saturday night but it's a critical critical question vladimir putin with one of the large one of the world's largest militaries and one of the world's most powerful air forces why can't they seem the russian air force to get their heads out of their collective asses thankfully they can't and take control of the air picture and uh, take uh, take air control over, the, over Ukraine. They can't seem to do it. This is. I had a great panel on Saturday night about this with an F-22 pilot from the Royal Air Force. And there are a number of theories out there. But one of them, which this piece you should read, it's gone nuclear. It's at BonginoReport.com. I know Drudge had it up too. It's in this RUSI. It's called, Is the Russian Air Force Actually Incapable of complex air operations. This would explain a lot, Joe, about why the Russians, because there's been a ton of theories. Is it a lack of precision-guided mus- munitions? Um, is it just Putin holding back, waiting for one big, you know, grand kind of uh, coup de gras? Those don't seem to hold a lot of water. They may be parts of it, but why would Putin be holding back his Air Force knowing if this Russian intelligence assessment is correct, they're taking massive casualties and losses? That doesn't make sense. No. Here's a theory that's been gaining some steam from uh, from someone who knows. Read the piece. It's in my newsletter, slash newsletter. It's worth your time. He says, talking about the Russian military operation, they've gained significant combat experience in complex air environments over Syria since 2015. So they've had a lot of practice, right? But they note, the Russians have only operated their aircraft in small formations during those operations. Oh, Single aircraft pairs, or occasionally four ships, have been the norm. When different types of aircraft have been seen operating together, they've generally only comprised two pairs at most. Aside from prestige events such as Victory Day Parade flyovers, the VKS also conducts the vast majority of its training flights in singles or pairs. It means that its operational commanders have very little practical experience on how to plan, brief, and coordinate complex air operations involving tens or hundreds of assets in a high-threat air environment. Let me sum it up for you. The Russians don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. If this guy's correct. The United States, which, again, for all the downsides, and they are legion, of being at war as long as we have between Afghanistan and Iraq. We're just talking strategy. Not if the foreign policy of being there was sound for a moment. For all the downsides, one of the upsides generated from that is we have a decade plus of experience in coordinating complex air operations done in actual combat. The Russians apparently, according to this report, don't have that. It explains why the Ukrainians have not have not succumbed yet to the massive Asymmetrical Russian air power up, uh, advantage. It's a great piece. I strongly encourage you to read it. So that's kind of the good news up front. The Russian Air Force may be having an extremely difficult time. Whistleblowers seem to indicate, if the reporting is accurate, that the casualty count at a minimum, I don't think it's 10,000, the killed count and the casualty count is much higher than the Russians are saying. And third, the Ukrainians are learning how to conduct these special op missions. And even if they didn't take out 30 Russian helicopters and just a few, it's still a few more than the Russians thought would be. They thought they'd be in control of Ukraine by now. Now, let's get to the bad news before we get get uh, before we get, move on to other stuff, including a stunning piece of video from the CDC later on. I want to get to that, too. The bad news is this. The Russians are going to figure out eventually how to get around these economic sanctions. Ladies and gentlemen, they're doing it for, uh, right now. Matter of fact, I saw these two tweets on, on a feed that we run right below, uh, on top of one another and below one another. One was from a global media outlet. One was from uh, Tim Poole. Tim says, welcome to the future. Talking about Visa and MasterCard banning operations in Russia. And then right on top of that, not connected to Tim Pool at all. This is just a screenshot. It says, breaking Russian, state, Russian state-owned bank owned bank is going to replace Visa and MassCard with a new MIR card system in partnership with China's Union Pay, Folks, the, the bad news about this is twofold, actually. As I said this weekend on my Fox show, which drew massive uh, spitback from the uh, Russian operative left, I don't believe that this new financial sanctions operation is going to be limited to Russia. I don't. The left is learning from this. It's only a matter of time before MasterCard and Visa are pressured to start to ban Trump supporters and the Trump operation as well. Listen, uh, Joe, mark it, please. Monday, March 7th, 9-12. Flag it. Just mark it. We'll see who's right and who's wrong. The left is like, day. They're, They're not going to start. Really? Trump banned from Twitter, banned from Facebook. Stripe took them down. Um, was that a conspiracy theory, too? So we'll see. So this is bad news for two reasons. First, the left is already taking lessons on how to use this model of of foreign attacking foreign governments like Russia with these financial sanctions. They're already getting ready for that model here. I'm not backing down from that one bit. Sadly, I will be proven right. Remember the show, folks. Remember the show. Mark the date. The second part is it's not going to work over time. I'm not suggesting um, that that it's not having a significant financial impact now, but the Russians and the Chinese government are going to get together and are going to figure out a way around this. Here's another piece of bad news: uh, the Russians are getting desperate now, and apparently the the targeting of civilian centers with um, bombing campaigns and airstrikes is getting worse. Here is some video out of Irpin where civilians were trying to uh, evacuate, and it appears to be. You're gonna hear a lot of cursing in the background. It's like they're looking at a guy trying to evacuate in a civilian corridor, and then you see an airborne strike, and it's just, uh, it's just horrible to watch. But you need to see it. Check it out. hard to watch folks um it is it's hard to watch and, and and the even more difficult part to watch is that all this is happening and we're getting just deluged with 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 information from both sides of this that we have to be very cautious about um let me add one thing as well i'm going to get to this in a minute but we we need to start on the right coalescing around some common sense middle ground there's a there's a schism developing on the right and there doesn't need to be there's a lot of common sense middle ground here. I'll get, I'll get to that in a second. I say that because, ladies and gentlemen, the, the threat, the threat right now to America is not just from foreign governments and what's going on with Vladimir Putin. The threat right now is from within as well. We have a, a, a growing, festering portion of our far-left politics in the United States that I'm telling you for a fact, I said it on Fox & Friends this morning, has painted us into this corner right now with Russia. Please, for a moment, lefties, go sit down with your dunce caps in the corner. You're the Soviet apologist. You wanted to sequester military spending. You're the anti-nuclear brigade. You told the Europeans at the behest of Putin propaganda to stop fracking. You're the ones who don't want to produce domestic energy. You were the ones who were the PPT tape hoaxers. Vladimir Putin's laughing at us. Your opinion is candidly irrelevant. We are in this spot now with Russia precisely because of idiots like you who empowered Russia at our expense. And now you want to call out conservatives as being the problem and Putin puppets or whatever nonsense you throw out there. Hard pass. It's why we need to coalesce on the right, not let a dividing line appear between us. There's some common ground. Folks, our domestic policy is a train wreck with the left. And until we fix that problem first, we have to really stop targeting each other on the right. Here's what I mean. Here's video of Mikhail Yul- uh, Yulinav. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I don't really care. I don't. I don't respect these guys at all. He's, some, he's a Russian negotiator involved in this in this deal. We're still trying to cut with the death, death to America Iranians. This is unbelievable. You got this international terrorist invades Ukraine, and we've still got people in the Biden administration trying to cut a deal with the death to America Iranians, with the Russian and Chinese governments brokering this thing. You my wife says to me last night, this can't be real. I'm like, no, no, it's real. Here is this guy. This uh, higher up uh, uh, Russian negotiator Saying how He's basically bragging That Iran gets whatever it wants And that the Russian and Chinese uh, governments Love this deal Here, check this out
2: Our
0: Chinese uh, friends You're also Very uh, efficient And Useful as co-negotiators We could rely on on each other on many, many points. And on many, many points, through joint efforts, we succeeded. I can recollect dozens of such cases. When on rather serious, significant questions, we managed together to get positive results close to what we wanted to achieve.
1: Does it make sense now why I am totally 100% Completely, absolutely uninterested in the far left's opinion on any of this. Your decades of failed foreign policy, energy policy and U.S. military policy have put us in a corner right now. We painted ourselves in because of you idiots. And now, even as you're seeing the disastrous results of what you did by empowering this terrorist over in Russia who feels entitled to uh, engaged in terrorist adventurism around the world right now, as you see the results of it, none of you are apologizing. You're not only you not apologizing, you're giving the double barreled family friendly middle finger to America and doubling down on stupid by trying to empower Iran. The, the death to America crowd with a deal. The Russians and the Chinese government are like, yeah, we're cool with it. We'll fix this. And yeah, And you want me to turn fire on uh, on all of us? No, it's why we have to stop doing stupid things. I'm not going to get into this full blown war. I mean, we need to call out stupid things. And I still insist that what happened um, with Lindsey Graham on TV was dumb. I'm really sorry. But uh, Lindsey Graham as a senator should not be vocalizing that. Yes. When uh, when I say that I'm talking about for those of you missed it him talking about on television and uh, encouraging an assassination plot on Putin. Yes, folks, I think, again, the middle ground. I think all of us can agree that the world would be better off without Putin. And if the Russians took care of it themselves, fantastic. The problem, as I've said repeatedly, is not that I disagree with that with Lindsey. Lindsey is a U.S. senator. If he says that and Putin disappears— and is killed or even dies of natural causes. The problem with a U.S. senator vocalizing that instead of keeping these operations clandestine is that now it's going to foster conspiracy theories with everyone around the world that the U.S. did this, which is going to what? Engender a new era uh, of anti-U.S. Uh, you, uh, you know uh, uh, feelings amongst the pro-Putin crowd in Russia.
2: Duh. Duh.
1: That, does it, I mean, I, I can't. I'm I'm not. I, I, to, my, to my friends, all of you out there, I deeply value and respect your opinion. But I get it. I get it. I hear everything you're saying. Yes, I agree. Middle ground. Yes, we want Putin gone. Keith, I'm over explaining this. Stop me. I'm just suggesting to you that we should not vocalize it. One, we don't need to advertise it. And second, we don't need to feed the international conspiracy theories. Okay, getting back to this, which is good that ad prevented the over-explaining. There is, though, however, a schism on the right, Uh, and you know that's okay. I I think it's okay as long as it doesn't cloud the fact that the left and the radical left has gotten us into this. And at least on the domestic policy front, there are real political opponents, not each other. You know, there's a lot of common ground. Just the news has a really good article, Natalia Middlestat, about this. It's in my 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 newsletter today. Please read it. There's a great ivermectin study in there, too. Bongino.com slash newsletter to subscribe. You'll see this in there. Unhinged strange loves versus Putin's puppets. Invasion of Ukraine ignites a fight on the right. There is a fight on the right, and uh, I'm not going to pretend there isn't. The gist of it is this. It comes down to a lot of what Lindsey Graham said about assassination attempt, and is there a Brutus in Russia, Um, which is what he tweeted out. And the piece says Russia's invasion of Ukraine has awakened tensions on the right between GOP establishment hawks and MAGA doves as military interventionists deride the latter as puppets of Vladimir Putin, while isolationists uh, accuse globalists or neocons of of inciting World War III. Pragmatists of varying shades seek a middle ground between the extremes. Folks, that's what I'm here to do. I am desperately trying to avoid this intra-party conflict on the right. Everybody, of course, is entitled to their own opinion. But I feel candidly, as a guy who spent 12 years of his life trying to prevent political assassination, as a Secret Service agent, even amongst people whose guts I really hated, who were you know, foreign leaders, who were real dopes, and you have to protect their life and do it the right way and the responsible way, I think I've earned the right to an opinion on this. There's a lot of agreement here. There's a lot of agreement. Number one, I think everyone agrees on the right that we would probably be better off right now without Putin and a more sane Russia, Russian president in charge. Everybody get that? We do. The question is, again, advertising how we get rid of him is probably not a good idea. Point number two, Putin is clearly the aggressor here. That's a fact. Let's stick with facts. Putin is the aggressor here. It reminds me of that line that uh, came out of Israel. Well, forgive me, I forget who said it, but. If the Israelis stopped fighting today, there'd be no Israel. If the Palestinians uh, uh, and, the, and the Arab world started stopped attacking Israel today, there'd be peace. That's just a fact. Whether you like the conditions of the peace is open for debate. I understand that. The same thing applies right now to Ukraine. If the Ukrainians stop fighting, Ukrainians will be killed and they will fall to Russia. There is no doubt. If the Russians stop fighting, there will be peace. The conditions of the peace, what Ukraine has to give up, that is a strong, open debate. Some on the right say they shouldn't give up anything. They should fight for every inch of their their soil. Fine. That's a perfectly valid opinion for you to have. Others on the right say, you know, Colonel McGregor and others, Ukraine has no shot. Save civilian lives. Basically, give up and walk away. He's entitled to that opinion, too. But the fact of the matter is this, and this is a fact. Russia is not the good guy. And either is Vladimir Putin. If he stopped attacking Ukraine today, there'd be peace. If Ukraine stopped today, Ukraine would fall and civilians would be killed. That's a fact. Putin is not the good guy here. He is not some advocate for Christendom. He is not some, you know, world celebrity who's trying to save the conservative cause. Uh, That is ridiculous. I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you're welcome, because it's true. I'm not falling into this nonsense. This guy is an international terrorist. Finally, on the Ukraine side, again, trying to avoid this party conflict and sticking to the facts. You can support Ukraine. I do support their right to self-determination. I do without falling for endless litanies of propaganda too. I don't want to be lied to. There was an article in the New York Times which appeared to imply something like, you know, this propaganda may serve some kind of legitimate purpose. Folks, the right to self-determination is something I believe in. I don't need, I know Putin's the aggressor. I don't need propaganda to convince me that Putin's like an extra super bad guy, okay? I don't need it, and I don't like it. The propaganda is working both ways. I've been covering this for a week now because it matters. Ukraine wants us in this war. So it benefits them to put out some propaganda. Russia wants influencers in the United States and elsewhere to keep the United States out. Now, do you see why you're getting propaganda on both sides? Putin, man, he's a warrior for the conservative cause and, and, and Christianity around the world. What? What? Folks, I spent a good amount of time in Russia. That's crazy. Talk to Russian Christians about that first. And on the Ukrainian side, they've got to stop the nonsense. I'm seeing these people on television now speaking out about how we should enter the war who were the same people who set up the collusion hoax against Donald Trump. The same people. I'm going to prove it to you coming up in a minute. The exact same people. So we can all disregard, this is one area again of agreement on the right, disregard the left. Disregard the left. They are not serious people. They've been Soviet apologists, anti-energy, anti-military, and because of that, we're painted into a corner. And now you want to seat at the table? Something happened to me this weekend about, um, about this exact same topic. I'm in the gym working out, and I see I'm getting a ton of emails from people. Hey, like, Dan, did you see this? Apparently, some tech, tech writer, That's a, keep that in mind as I tell you this story. That's how hilarious this, is, hilarious this is. Puts out a tweet. I don't even remember his name. And he says, look at this. After Russia got cut off from the financial system and their money dried up, Facebook, Facebook, their top 10 performing posts, Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro were off. Russia paid Dan Bongino and
2: Shapiro. He's laughing.
1: I didn't tell him this That happened. He didn't know why I put this in there. That ha- I'm not kidding. Go to Twitter and just put my name in in Facebook. These are not, these were blue checkmark people. And then it made its way around. All these blue checkmarks were, here it is. Bongino works for Putin. He works for, he's, I'm dead serious. Folks, don't believe me. Go to Twitter. A lot of them deleted the tweets, by the way. A lot of them, here was the next day after he posted this. The next day, here was Facebook. Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, Franklin Graham, Delish, Daily Wire, Dan Bongino. <laughs> it was the next day. So, when a screenshot, one of my buddies took this and started sending out the screenshot, going, Really? So, what happened? The Russian spigots opened up again? Dan's getting paid again? All of a sudden, they tried to delete their tweets. Again, proving my point, the left should sit down and shut the, you get my point, up. These are not serious people. Let me tie this together to the Russian collusion hoax. And if, uh, I'm hesitant to do this because it sounds like I'm trying to make money off you and I'm not, I promise. Listen, I don't care how you get my book. I don't care if if uh, if you borrow it from the library, if you borrow it from a friend. I don't care how you get it at this point. Just don't steal it because I have have an obligation with my publisher. But I'm begging you to please pick the copy of this up. Follow the money. Why? Because this next segment will make a world of sense if you just read chapter one. You read the rest of the books. Chapter one right there is called Insane in Ukraine. I wrote this book about two years ago. Just read the first chapter about Soros, Aunt AC. Daria Kalaniuk and The Whistleblower and all of them. It's about 25 pages. You read the rest of the book, fine, great. Um, Read the first chapter. This whole thing will make sense. The Soros-Ukraine connection. And this is why I tell you, I am convinced Putin's the bad guy and needs to be defeated by Ukrainians. Ukrainians. But I am also convinced that let's not whitewash history here about what Ukrainians did to set up Donald Trump. The truth deserves to come out. You can hold those two thoughts at the same time. It is laid out in detail in chapter one. Insane in Ukraine. You will, you'll be like, did you write this yesterday? Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Again, I don't care how you get it. Borrow it from the library. Do whatever. It's not about the money anymore. Nothing to do with that. I'm going to get to more of that in a second, how the this is why we can't fall for Ukrainian propaganda either. I'm not going to forget what happened there. It does not impact my decision for their right to self-determination. But you have to understand the motives for some people right now who are on TV clamoring for the United States to start a bombing campaign and no fly zones who were the same people trying to set up Donald Trump. You deserve to know the truth. Here's what I'm talking about by, again, learning to parse through the propaganda on both sides. You know, that Putin's a hero on one side and the Ukrainians uh, and the government, I'm not talking about the people, but the Ukrainian government's full of saints as well. And, you know, we're not doing that. The truth matters. Here's a perfect example. I got two of them coming up for you. Here's a guy by the name of Tom Nichols. I don't want to make it personal with this guy. He had a loss in his family a while ago, but I want to really, and I don't want to make it personal. But I do want to show you how this guy, Tom Nichols, he's very active on social media, especially Twitter. He ironically has a book called The Death of Expertise, as he you know claims to be a Russia expert. Here's Tom Nichols just recently on MSNBC, again, talking about how the enemy here are conservatives in America who love Vladimir Putin and implying like somehow, you know, we, we want this guy, you know, we're cheering this guy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Here, check this out.
0: They are fundamentally unserious people. They don't care about foreign policy. They don't care about uh, the defense of Europe. They don't care uh, really about anything except their own careers. The, so what you're seeing is a bunch of cranks and crackpots on one side and a bunch of utterly hollow opportunists on the other. Um, and the Republican Party, as the vessel of any kind of coherent foreign policy, foreign policy ideology, or really is a coherent vessel of any kind of political ideology um, other than a, this kind of general, you know, uh, white resentment that gravitates toward people like Putin um, is is really dead and so you know it's not there is a crack up in the republican party but again it's kind of kooks on one side and opportunists on the other and the net result is that putin really can count on a very divided america uh and has been able to count on a divided america for the kind of reasons molly was just talking about
1: this is insane this is a panel of 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 really I, i mean they're not crazy in the psychopathological dsm way but it, what they're saying is not sane. And no. they got Molly jong Slow on there, too, who is another, uh, you know, buffoon on that panel. Gee wants to know, by the way, Joe, if I can split some of the rubles I'm getting on my Facebook page from Vladimir Putin. Pay me direct, Guy. He, sorry. He's paying, he, he's, he, uh, he shows up every Friday with a suitcase. Well, just, don't leave me out. out. Guy, <laughs> 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 Joe, Joe needs a cut, too. Joe needs a cut. Let's cut him in. I mean, this is how dumb this stuff has gotten. Now, there's Tom Nichols. Again, claiming people like me who've done written, literally written books right here exposing the Ukraine and Russia connections and setting up Donald Trump. Both sides of this. That we're the bad guys while this guy was writing pieces like this in 2019. Same guy, Tom Nichols. This is the same guy. USA Today, Tom Nichols. All signs point the same way. Vladimir Putin has compromising information on Donald Trump. You can't. Folks, you can't make this up. You can't make it up. We're supposed to take these people seriously right now. This guy, who ironically wrote a book, The Death of Expertise, while telling you with his expertise that there's a bunch of peepee tape out there. And okay, moving on. I, I don't want to say the same thing 10 times. Here is another textbook example of why on the right we have to find common ground. It's okay to have a cornucopia of different opinions, that's fine. But we shouldn't be really slamming each other here, at least on the commentator side. Lawmakers are different, folks. Long may we vote for these people. lindsay has got to get a hold of himself. I'm sorry. Shouldn't be saying that. But I'm not going to get into this back and forth with friends of mine. I'm not. There's a middle ground. The left is the real enemy here, as you just saw with, with Tom Nichols. This guy is the enemy of the truth. Here's another textbook example of why the left has to be sidelined. I want you to play this here. Here's Fiona Hill, Russia expert, Ukraine expert. Here is Fiona Hill. Remember her from the impeachment hearings? For some reason, the Trump administration kept her on board while she sabotaged them. Here's Fiona Hill. She was on this weekend with Chuck Todd. Incredibly, astonishingly, making this Ukraine crisis about Trump again. Again. Check this out.
0: Certainly there was an awful lot done by the administration, also
3: by Congress and by um, Ambassador Haley herself at the United Nations. But I think that just the one point that sums everything up that you yourself touched on is that President
0: Trump at a pretty critical period withheld military assistance to Ukraine that was desperate for us at that particular juncture, basically to get Volodymyr Zelensky to do him a personal favor.
2: And what message does that send to Putin?
0: Well, that sends a message to Putin that Ukraine is a plaything uh, for him for himself as well and for the United States.
1: And that nobody's really serious about uh, protecting Ukraine. And that was ultimately a sign of
3: weakness. It's our political divisions, mm-hmm. our partisan infighting, which right. was on full display there. That Putin, I think, is quite shocked now that we've got some collective action together.
1: Fiona Hill again, spinning a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump withheld javelins. Because he wanted a favor. Favor? You mean the Ukrainians buying off American lawmakers, uh, kids like Hunter Biden, which may have influenced their foreign policy and contributed to the debacle we find ourselves in now? That's a favor? Sounds to me like Donald Trump was doing the country a favor, not asking for a personal favor. Right? Just checking. Ukrainian company paying off the son of the sitting president, then vice president as he threatens to withhold foreign aid from that country unless they fire a prosecutor, looking at a company his son works for that had a politically connected supervisor that had money being held back. That kind of sounds like an international conspiracy, right? Not a theory. It happened. Did that influence our Ukraine policy? My opinion, you bet your ass it did. Biden's on tape telling people, fire the prosecutor, I'm going to withhold the money. The prosecutor looking into his kid's company in Ukraine. Yet Fiona Hill calls that a personal favor, asking for some truth on that. And the withheld javelins thing is a conspiracy theory. It's made up. Here's who the real Fiona Hill is. Remember this? This I cover in chapter one, by the way, all of it. This is an article the left wants to make go away. Don't ever, ever forget this article. Ever. Print it, own it. Guy, by the way, can you print this for me today with the radio show? Would you mind, this article? Print this one. January 2017, Ken Vogel, David Stern. Listen up to this headline. Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Kiev officials are scrambling to make amends with the president-elect talking about Trump. Remember, this is 2017. After quietly working to boost Clinton. Folks, this is Politico, a left-wing site. I want to read this paragraph to you. Again, I describe it thoroughly in chapter one. Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office. They also disseminated documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption and suggested they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. And they helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors, a Politico investigation found. You know who was involved in that whole thing? The Black Ledger. Remember the Black Ledger?
3: Yeah. Let me
1: give you a crash course in the Black. I know you remember because yeah. we talked about it endlessly. The Black Ledger was an alleged ledger, printed ledger of payments made to Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, cash payments. They were like, oh my gosh, Trump is corrupt. Ukrainians on the side of Yanukovych, who was a Russian stooge, from. he was a uh, Ukrainian leader, but he was a Russian stooge. Yanukovych, was his people, they were paying Paul Manafort. Therefore, the Russian stooge was paying a Trump guy. Trump colluded with the Russians. What was the problem, ladies and gentlemen? The Black Ledger was a hoax. It's not real. And yet some of the same people who wrote about that Black Ledger, the Clintons who hired Christopher Steele and others, they used sources in Russia to propagate a lot of this lies and misinformation. One of the sources they used was a Brookings Institution guy named Igor Danchenko. Who introduced Ego Danchenko to this network of collusion PP tape hoaxers? Ah, look at that. Joe, crazy. Fiona Hill. Isn't that weird? Oh. November 2021, Washington Examiner. Dossier critic Fiona Hill introduced main source to Steele, Durham says. Durham's indictment stated Danchenko worked as a Russian analyst at Brookings from 2005 to 2010. Durham also stated... That a think tank employee identifiable as Fiona Hill introduced Danchenko to Christopher Steele. The indictment says Steele retained Danchenko as a contractor at his UK investigative firm. So Fiona Hill unironically appears on Chuck Todd show this weekend telling people how Donald Trump's the bad guy in all this, repeats a conspiracy theory that he asked for a personal favor in exchange for javelins, already discredited and debunked totally. And no one seems to mention to Fiona Hill, hey, you're the one, according to these allegations, and they are allegations, that's clear, but it's, you know obviously put in court documents, you're the one who apparently introduced Danchenko to this network of PP tape hoaxers? And we're we're listening to these people. Why again? Why are we doing that? I'm a little unsure why, why 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 we're doing that. A little unsure. And by the way, you're going to see some of these people on news broadcasts. One of them is Daria Kalaniuk from a group called Anti Anti Corruption Action Center in Kiev. Oh, wait till you see the connections with the Soros stuff and the um, folks. I can't. It's in the book again. Rent it, buy it. I don't care. It, I don't care. Take it out of the library. Read chapter one, please. New York Times, 2016. They're talking about the Black Ledger here, folks. Headline, secret ledger in Ukraine lists cash for Donald Trump's campaign sheet. Keep in mind as I read this to you, the Black Ledger was a hoax. The document's not real. It's real, it's just not real. Quote from the New York Times. And listen very carefully to what Daria Kalaniuk, who's all over the news, wants us involved in Ukraine. No fly zones, wants us on the ground in Ukraine, wants us there. Listen. Well, yeah, she right? he, he said it right. Joe, she can sign up. She can sign up today and just, you know, take a call Here, yeah. she said, this is the New York Times piece first, according to the authors here. Individual disbursements in the black ledger uh, range from a few hundred dollars to millions of dollars. Of the records released from 2012, one shows a payment of $67,000 for a watch and another of $8.4 million to the owner of an advertising agency for campaign work for the party before elections that year. They refer to it as the ledger, not the black ledger, to be clear. Wow, that sounds really shady, Joe. Paul Manafort, Trump campaign guy, getting payments from a Russian Stooges party in Ukraine, $67,000 for a watch, $8.4 million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, sounds uh, sounds really uh, troubling. The problem is it's fake. But look what Daria Kalaniuk all over the news wants us involved in Ukraine. Look what Daria Kalaniuk had to say in 2016. Quote, talking about the ledger again. It's a very vivid example of how political parties are financed in Ukraine, said Daria N. Kalaniuk, the executive director of Ant AC. It represents the very dirty cash economy in Ukraine. It does, Daria. Were you at the White House, by the way? Were you at the White House with the uh, whistleblower and stuff? Were you? Did you talk to the Obama administration? What was it about? Were you there with the whistleblower? Did Alexandra Chalupa set that up? If you want to know what I'm talking about, read chapter one. You'll see the Soros connection to this whole thing, too. But tell me again how we're just, again, supposed to sit back and plunge ourselves into World War III, without questioning both sides of it. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. We're not getting back into the yellow cake WMD stuff again. Let's go to War Direct, WMD. Yeah, the problem is we didn't have the WMD. Kind of a problem, no? Not doing anything without parsing through the data and the facts and giving you both sides of it. It's the only responsible thing to do. One last point on this before I get a lot more to get to. Um, you know what, Guy, let's skip let's this to Dorham stuff. To, just quickly, and you know what, just throw it up. It's in the articles in Red State, um, and I'm going to get to my next sponsor because i want to get to the trucker update and just some great video of the best explanation of hierarchy and why there isn't a leftist double standard. Isn't, I didn't say that. Right. Isn't a leftist double standard. only one standard. Red State, John Durham this weekend filed, filed on the Clinton case. The, uh, the sus, Clinton lawyer, Michael Sussman, they want to dismiss the case. And hilariously, Sussman's claiming, he remember, he's a Clinton lawyer, went to the FBI and the CIA with the peepee stuff and the, uh, the collusion hoax stuff. We don't know exactly what he said, but it's the collusion stuff, the fairy tale, the Alpha Bank stuff at a minimum, right? They're saying, hey, you're infringing on his right to free speech. Well, Red State has coverage of this. Durham fired back, said, really? You think this is what the founders intended by free speech, quote, using rare access to the halls of power for the purposes of political deceit? Hardly the type of speech the founders intended to protect. Sussman, DNC lawyer, not admitting again he's working for the Clintons, according to the allegation. Here is Rochelle Walensky from the CDC in the closest thing to smoking gun video you are ever going to see, finally admitting that the CDC really didn't know a lot about the vaccine early on and just basically put out a bunch of vaccine propaganda without the long-term science to back it up because the vaccine was new. And remember, as you're listening to this, as she talks about all the mistakes they made pumping vaccine propaganda, that it was people like me and others out there in the conservative space and even on the left who asked questions about the vaccine efficacy and its long term effects, who were silenced, banned from social media, called heretics and conspiracy theorists for saying exactly what Rochelle Walensky admits now in this smoking gun video. Check this out.
0: I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came, that it was 95% effective, um, the vaccine. So many of us wanted to be hopeful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out. Right, now we're done. Um, So I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um, for some good things that came our way. I I really do. I, I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning. When, when, you know, oh, this vaccine is going to work. Oh, well, maybe it'll work. It'll wear off. Um, nobody said, well, what if the next variant doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as potent against the
1: next variant. This is science, Joe. I, we, we wanted to believe something. Yeah. How about despite you want, I want to believe a lot of things. I want to believe I'll be a billionaire too. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean I can report I'm a billionaire tomorrow. I'm not. Just because you wanted the vaccine to be effective doesn't make it scientific. If that's not a smoking gun video, I don't know what is. We wanted it to be effective. That's science. And we're supposed to take these people seriously. Just like you want ivermectin to be unaffective or ineffective, excuse me, we know you want that because we've seen you attack people who talk about ivermectin. Do you see this study? March 2022, Science Direct. Is it this positive? Does it indicate that this is a miracle cure? It does not. Is it scientific, is it in a scientific journal indicating there may be an effect to this drug? Could be. I'd like you to read this study yourself. Of course, talking about it will get you banned everywhere from social media because we live with communists here, where our domestic problem at home is just as serious as some people's domestic problems overseas. Science Direct Treatment with ivermectin is associated with a decrease with decreased mortality in COVID 19 patients. Analysis of a national federated database. As I say all the time, folks, read the data for yourself. Do not trust authority figures on all of this, because as Rochelle Walensky from the CDC just told you, a lot of it is just their guesswork based on their propaganda of what they want to be true, just like they want ivermectin not to work. This study is available in my newsletter. Again, bongino.com newsletter. Sign up for free. You can. There's a sign up button right there, and you can see that study. I think it's at the end. Um, gee, let's skip ahead cuz we're running out of time. Let's skip ahead to the video. Uh, I want to get to the truckers. I don't want to miss that. And I want to get to James Lindsay and the UFC guy. Some video to close out the show. This is a short video, but I want to give a hat tip to the truckers who are driving around the DC Beltway and making their stance against these ridiculous vaccine and mask mandates known and fighting for freedom. This is some coverage from RSBN. It's short, but the DC Beltway seeing the effects of uh Uh, These truckers now fighting for freedom and liberty and things that really matter in this country. We have a fight here, too. Check this out.
2: There's multiple convoys that are that cars driving crazy, multiple convoys. um, And I was prepared to go to one that has an event today.
1: Good for them. Good for them. We'll see what happens today. Hopefully we'll have some more reporting on that tomorrow. I know in Hagerstown, Maryland, where I ran for Congress, uh, many friends of mine were helping uh, get breakfast for the truckers and they had quite a turnout up there. You yeah, are my support. Doing the right thing. Don't let these left uh, leftist folks, by the way, infiltrate your ranks over there. I don't trust them at all. Now, showing you again the double standard here, how the left can simultaneously claim that Vladimir Putin is the most evil human being on planet Earth. He is a terrorist. But then just years or decades ago claim the Soviet Union was an economic model we should subscribe to. And trying to hit a reset button with Vladimir Putin. The same people are telling you those same things. Putin's evil colluded with Trump. Hey, maybe we should hit a reset button and kiss their asses. And by the way, we apologize for the Soviet Union's atrocities for 50, 60 years. Same people. You may say, gosh, that sounds like a double standard. When the left gets something wrong, they don't have to apologize. When the right gets something wrong, they're canceled through cancel culture. No, it's not a double standard at all. There's one standard. James Lindsay, who was on my Fox show, I think three weeks ago, James Lindsay, he's Conceptual James on Twitter, had the best explanation of my theory, but he frames it better because he's really smart. My theory that there's not a double standard. There's one standard. here. The left standard is we're good people with ideas. You guys are bad people with ideas. Whereas we think in return, and we shouldn't anymore, that the left are people with bad ideas. The asymmetry there causes us a debate problem. We think the left are people with bad ideas, so we debate their ideas. The left doesn't care about your ideas. They think you're bad people. They are hierarchically on top of you. There's no double standard. There's one standard. You're with us or you're the bad guy. Well, it doesn't matter what you do. Listen to Lindsay. It's a little long. It's about a minute, 30 seconds. Explain this beautifully. Check this out.
2: This is repressive tolerance. Herbert Marcuse, a leading leftist or Marxist thinker of the 1960s, writes an essay in 1965 called Repressive Tolerance. The argument, I kid you not, I don't exaggerate at all. The thesis statement of the argument is literally movements from the left must be tolerated even when they're violent. Movements from the right must not be extended tolerance at all. And so this is why you see that disparity. We live in Marcuse's world. We live in the neo-Marxist architecture that this guy created. He's very influential. He wrote a book in 64 called One Dimensional Man, sold 300,000 copies in the first year, if I'm not mistaken. This stat might be, it might be over its lifetime, but I think it was over the first year. Very influential, widely credited as the most influential leftist thinker. So he laid out an architecture where the leftist line of thought is when we do it, it's good. It must be tolerated. And anybody who doesn't tolerate us is a fascist, if the right does it, it's bad period. It must not be tolerated. I I wasn't exaggerating. If we pulled up the essay, you could actually find the quote that that is the thesis statement of the essay. Movements from the left must be extended tolerance. Movements from the right must not be extended tolerance to the point, he says, do you prevent right wing people from even being able to form the thought? In other Mm -hmm. words, he says this is censorship and even pre-censorship, which I'm not even sure what pre-censorship is so that the thought can't even enter their head.
1: You get it? You see what he said much more eloquently than me? I sum it up as my bad people theory. We think the left are people with bad ideas. We debate ideas with them. They don't care about your ideas because they think you're bad people with ideas. Totally different. And when they think you're bad people with ideas, they don't even want you to have or formulate a thought. Why? They don't care what the thought or idea is. It doesn't matter. You're a conservative. You're against them. They don't even want you to formulate the thought. What if it's a coherent thought? What if I say, hey, uh, Putin's a really bad guy? It doesn't matter. You're not allowed to say that. Like I said in the beginning of the show, you are a Putin stooge. I am. Really? Yes. Facebook, they're paying you on Facebook. They are? By gosh. Joey Gear, like, how come I didn't get in on that gig? Yeah. but Because there's no gig. It doesn't matter. You're not even allowed to have a thought. Yeah, what if the thought is, Putin's a really s-hitty guy? that we should probably do our best to incentivize the Ukrainians to uh, do some serious damage to him and his reputation. You're not allowed to say that. You're a bad guy. Shut your mouth and sit in a corner. Yeah, but you just said it a little bit. doesn't matter. You're a bad guy. You're a Putin stooge. I am. I just said he's a bad guy. Doesn't matter. Hierarchy. The left is on top. You're on the bottom. Shut your mouth, you subjugates. You are going to be subjugated. Shut your pie holes. You're bad people with ideas. You're not even allowed to formulate an idea. Shut up. All right, one last thing. Because I'm committed to giving you both sides. Again, there's a wing of politics here in the United States, even in the Republican Party, many people in the Republican Party and the conservative movement who don't think we should be intervening militarily outside of support and equipment, equipment support, I should say. Let me say that precisely, equipment support, with the Ukrainians. And of course, we're being painted as Putin stooges, sadly, even by, you know, some in our own party. That's a failure to understand what large swaths of America are thinking after getting burned by the political class, people like Daria Kalaniuk, Fiona Hill, Tom Nichols, and others. It's crazy that we got to get a UFC fighter to sum it up for us. I'm not kidding. But hat tip Bryce Mitchell for summing up eloquently What I think a lot of people on the right and the left don't understand about where America is right now, being pulled by propaganda in each direction, and they feel like they got burned and they're tired of the BS. Here is a clip that went viral of Bryce Mitchell, UFC fighter, saying, listen, man, can we clean up this mess at home before we start sending people to die over there? Check this out.
3: I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home and when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground and I will die for everything I love and I will not retreat. If this country is invaded and everybody's saying, "Well, we got to we got to evacuate. We got to leave." We got I will not. I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love and the way of life that I love, but I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on. To be honest, brother, I really don't. There's so much stuff and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a shit ton of money off of um, and using our tax dollars to bribe they are people, that's treasonous in my opinion. Uh, so you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping on the street and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians? and all the, I, Brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm not going over there and fighting. And God bless anybody that's over there that's fighting and I hope that this shit just gets solved. And man, I don't like war. You know what I mean? I don't want people dying and all that stuff. I don't want to be, But I don't know what's going on. There's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there. Well said, brother.
1: I encourage those on the right and the left who want to dismiss people like me and others who just want the facts and the data. We want to make reasonable decisions and find a middle ground that benefits the United States first before you attack us as stooges or puppets or whatever. And before you make the same mistake Hillary's team did with Donald Trump, when they minimized Donald Trump and the MAGA movement in 2016 and then lost, that maybe you listen first. Bryce Mitchell speaks for a lot of people. Well said. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I encourage you to check out the Rumble show today, uh, rumble.com slash Bongino, the video. uh, There's a lot of good video in there that uh, you need to see. Thanks for tuning in. See you on the radio show later.
0: You
3: just heard
0: Dan Bongino.